story is love. That's how I come. I come and express myself in glory, in my presence, in my personality of who I am through love. So God loves you, and he wants to express that love to each one of us tonight. And what's so cool is he's, like, on purpose and intentional, and he's personal. So he personally wants to show up for you. Are you all right? Yeah, come on up. <laughs> if she's too long, I want the guys in the back to take her. Just bring her back. <laughs> I just said, just because of what you just said, and it reminded me of something that happened this morning. We totally do. <laughs> Somebody should take a picture. <laughs> I, I, don't, I'm, I, I just wanted to share this really quick because I felt like it was so um, exactly what you were saying. So today, this morning, I was on my way. I was driving to a friend's house, and... Um, while I was driving, I was praying, and I was like, God, I just really need some encouragement today. I just need to feel your, I just need to, like, just experience you today. Um, just need your encouragement. That was my prayer. I was like, just, can you encourage me today? So I get to the, um, right on Capitol and um, 124th and Capitol, there's a, there's an intersection there, and I got stopped. And... Um, God is a God of signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. And I don't know who did it, but I looked, and right on the, um, like, pole, there was a sign, a literal sign that says, Jesus loves you. Mm. And I laughed because I was like, whoa, like, I just prayed, like, God, I need encouragement. And this is what he said. So it's exactly what you're saying. And I actually forgot about it until you just said that. So I just wanted to encourage everyone that what she's saying, like, this is the exclamation mark on what she's saying. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else want to share? <laughs> Before I start? <laughs> Teasing. No, I'm glad that you did because he does. You know, sometimes we, we hear Jesus loves me like, yeah, 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 yeah. He loves us. He's mindful about us. And, um. I felt like the Lord was saying that um, he's giving a, an invitation to those that will make themselves ready through pur purification and repentance. And he's looking for a people who will humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. And that phrase, under the mighty hand of God, he's been telling me this for months now. And, he, and he's, he's been telling me to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And in this place, he, I, I hear this, he's saying, it's the safe place. It's, it's the right place. Being humble under his hand. It's a protective place. It's a hidden place in him. And so he's teaching me this, and it, it, it's been wonderful. And as he's teaching me this, he's revealing more and more of himself to me. And I just want to talk to you tonight that he is, he has this invitation for each one of us, and I feel like he wants us to make room for him and make a place for him to come and, and, and to teach us and to talk to us, to reveal himself to us. And I want to start off with Matthew 25, and it talks about there were 10 bridesmaids, and five of them were, um, they, they weren't prepared. They weren't ready for the Lord's coming, and they knew that the Lord was coming, 
but they were not prepared. They kind of were very light and lax about his coming. The Bible says that their oil was low, and that's a representation of his glory. Oil is a representation of the glory of God, and they were low on the oil. And um, so, so um, God is opening up our eyes tonight, I believe, to see and to recognize what is his glory and how to steward his glory. So everything in God and, and in God's kingdom works by principle, by his kingdom. And one of the kingdom um, principles is that things that he gives us, will st he'll start off small, like in a seed form or a, a, a small thought or a scripture or a gifting or an anointing. These are just some, some examples that he'll start off and he'll give you a portion. It's like the talents, you know, the, the, the story of the talents. Um, he'll give you something. He wants you to recognize, I'm giving you a gift. I'm giving you something to take care of. So with his glory, he, we need to recognize that when his glory comes, we need to know what his glory is so that we can take care of it. We can recognize it. We can appreciate it. We can reverence him. We can respect the glories here. And the glory doesn't just show up in a church service. God's glory, he wants to teach us to cultivate it, that lives on the inside of us, and that, that his glory doesn't have to just be during church. He wants it to be a lifestyle. And, and so with the, with, the, with the talents, with that story, um, there was one of them that really didn't respect the gift, the talent, and he didn't do anything with it. And because of that, it was taken away. And it was given to somebody who has been proven faithful to work and take care of the talent. And so that's what I want to teach you guys tonight, that his glory is real. His glory is, has been showing up. His glory is only going to get greater and bigger, and that he wants all of us to be a part of his glory. I know that sometimes we might hear, like, pastor or somebody say, I just, you know, Jesus is in the room. Well, I don't see Jesus, you might be saying. Or, you know, there's an angel here. They've cultivated the vision. They've cultivated seeing visions. They've, they've, because it starts out with your imagination. And so it's very important for us to keep our eyes, uh, our, our imagination, our thoughts pure. And that's why I say God is giving an invitation out. He's, he's saying, I need people to be pure, to purify themselves clean hands, pure hearts. To, it's like a daily thing that we must go before the Lord and say, God, you know, purify me. And there's some things that maybe we, we can't look upon so that we can see the Lord coming in the room. We can know what's going on in the spirit realm, but we have to guard our heart. And we have to keep our thought life clean. And what we put, put in our eyes and what we're thinking upon is very, very important for us to be able to receive and be aware of the spiritual realm. So, um, where am I? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Genesis um, chapter two, verse twenty-five, and it's in the beginning where you have Adam and Eve, and it says that they were naked and that they were not ashamed or embarrassed. And the reason they weren't ashamed or embarrassed is because they were living from their spirit. They were living from the realm of the spirit. 
And they were living how God has planned it from day one for us to live by our spirit, through our spirit. And when they looked upon each other, they saw the glory. They were clothed in glory. They were clothed in the glory and the light of God was shining, reflecting from them. God and them, they were walking with God in the garden and God was revealing himself more and more. I believe as they walked in the garden, they were learning more about God and who he is and becoming, you know, more wise to the things of God. And that's how it works with us. That's that stewardship. He gives you, gives you uh, um, thoughts. He gives you plans. He gives you ideas. He, gives, he reveals himself. And as you steward that, as you respect that, as you reverence that, as you think upon that, as you, 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 you believe that, you trust that, then he gives you more. More is added. So um, in Exodus um, 33, 12 through 21. So when I was studying this, I felt like God said to me, because I was so impressed with how Moses and God were speaking to one another, their, their conversation. And I was like, wow, this is, this is just amazing. And this man was living under the old covenant. And I was just amazed. And I felt like the Lord said this to me. So I want you all to hear this. And I want you, as I read this about Moses, I felt like he said, Moses, I want you to see, see him as you and, and God speaking. And, and, and see Moses' heart. See Moses' um, conversation. See his prayers to God. And then let them become your conversation with God. Let that be your heart. And God will respond the same way he responded to Moses. And how much more, because we've been reconciled to Christ, how much more being, being saved through the blood of Jesus, how much more would God do for us and, and, than, than he even did for Moses? So as I read, I'm talking about Moses and Moses' experience, but I feel like God is saying this could be our experience. He wants it to be our experience. So... In verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know, known, know whom you will send with me. You, you, blah, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> you have said, I am so thirsty, I'm sorry. You guys make me a little nervous. <laughs> no, no, it's not you. It's, not, it's really not. <laughs> So you guys can smile at me a little bit so I can let my, my hair down. <laughs> Maybe I'll do the jumping jacks. <laughs> no. God is good. He is good. So um, he's, he says, um, you've, you have said, I know you by name. So Moses is saying, God, you've said, you, you, you know me by name. God knows our name. And he says this. He says, that I have found favor with you. You've said this about me. And I want to tell you something. God knows each one of us by name. And we have, had, we have found favor with God. I just met somebody a few days ago. They came over to the house and they did some work on the furnace. And about 25 years old. And I went to the kitchen and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want to say to this person? Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to share from your heart to this, this kid? And um, I just sat in the kitchen chair. And I felt peace within my chest here like I've never felt 
before in my life. It was such a sweet presence of God. I was like, wow, this is wonderful. And I just waited to hear what God was going to say. And he said this. He said, tell him that um, I'm with him. And tell him that I'm for him. And tell him I want to help him. And I thought, wow, okay. And I just sat to hear if there's anything else. And, and honestly, I really like the presence. <laughs> so I'm like, just a little longer. And he said it again to me. He said the same thing. He just re reiterated. And I said, okay. So I went downstairs. And, I, and as I'm going down the stairs, I'm thinking, well, he must be a Christian. Because this is, I mean, God is saying, you know, I'm with him. I'm for him. And, and, and I want to help him. And so the first words out of my mouth to this kid, because I'm so confident that he's a Christian, uh, <laughs> I said, so, are you a Christian? He said, no. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just showing you how good God is. He loves us. And we have found favor with him. And he knows our name. And he knew this kid's name, Jordan. And so he said, I did go to Christian school through, through high school. And when he said that, there was such a tone in his voice of disgust. And I said to him, oh, I'm really sorry. I said, you know, I said to him, there's religion and there is relationship. And I said, I really feel sorry and I'm very sorry to you that people with religion hurt you and said things that they ought not to say because I can tell by the tone of your voice that it wasn't good. And he said, no, it wasn't. I said, well, let me tell you something. I was upstairs, and I was praying for you, and I asked God, does he have anything that he wanted to share with you? So I told him what, what God said, that he's with him, that he's for him, and that he wanted to help him. And he said, wow, he said, that is so refreshing. That's what he said to me. That is so refreshing. And we talked, and we went upstairs, and three different times he told me as I was speaking to him, that is so refreshing. And then he said to me, he said, you know what? I probably ought to give God another chance. I probably ought to, you know, make time for God. That's what he said to me. And I asked him if I could pray for him. And I, and I, I laid hands on He said yes. And I laid hands on him. And I, I, I bound that spirit of religion because the spirit of religion is this. It's something that keeps you from God. It actually keeps you away from God. If you're having trouble reading your Bible and you're just like, it doesn't make any sense to me, or you don't have fun praising and worshiping God, you don't sense his presence, or you know, it's hard for you to pray, there's a spirit of religion that tries to get in there and keep you from, from actually partaking. And I, I prayed that off of him. I pleaded the blood, and I released the love of God on him. And when I opened my eyes and I looked, he's very pale. In, in, you know, his skin was pale. And I opened my eyes, I looked, and his, his, his face was red. His, his neck and face was red. His eyes were misting. And I'm looking at him like, that's the fire of God. That's glory. That's glory. And I told him, God's getting in that truck with you. God's going to talk to you. And, and, I, and he was so encouraged. He was so excited. And the reason why I say this is because we have favor with God. If someone 
The Lord showed me that this week. If someone who's not even a Christian, God's saying, I am with you. I'm for you, and I want to help you. He's saying that to you too tonight. It doesn't matter who you are. He's saying that. I thought, wow, that is a good father. So, um, now where am I? I need to probably get a, like, <laughs> finger. I'm sorry. So, um, so this is what, what, what Moses says. And this is what I want you to hear, the heart of Moses, because I want it to be our heart. He just told them he knows his name and that, that he has favor. If you are pleased with me, then teach me your ways so I may know you and I may continue in your favor. God, teach me your ways. This is key for, be, for being humble under the mighty hand of God and being protected there where I was telling you. God, teach me. Giving God invitations, giving God permission to come and teach you his ways. Come and give God permission to purify your heart and to cleanse you. Come and give God invitations in your life to be the Lord of your life. So God wants that. And so this is, so then the response to, the, um, to Moses is, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And the word rest is comfort, to give you comfort, a calming, a deposit. God wants to deposit himself in us so that he can come through us. So he says, I want to give you rest and a, and, and, and a resting place and a quietness. And I felt like the Lord said this to me. If you will open the door to your heart, he will make us a resting place. He want, he's looking for a place to rest himself. He's looking. I need to open the, I, got, I need to give him the invitation. Lord, come, use, use me as a resting place. Come, I invite you to talk to me. Share your thoughts. I couldn't believe how fast he talked to me about that kid. I keep calling him a kid. I was telling my daughter this. She's like, what was he, five? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, he's 25. <laughs> so um, so he wants to, wants, he's looking for a resting place. God is looking for a resting place that will consume his glory, take his glory. I want to take his glory. I want to consume his glory. I want to have his glory, not just for me, but for when I go into Walmart and I see people, I want to know what I can do for them, and I want to have the confidence because I have the glory because I can't help them just myself, but I know I can help them in the, with the glory. So in verse 15, he says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How, listen to this, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? How will people know that God's pleased with us unless he's with us, unless we have his presence? And then now the next sentence, it gets even good, better. So, um, he says, what else will distinguish us, you and me? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people 
on the face of the earth. In other words, what will separate us? What will distinguish us, Lord, that we belong to you and that the world would say, hey, they're different. They're separated. There, there's a distinction about you that I don't have. And this is what Moses was saying. And this is what we need to talk to God about. This is what, God, I need to be distinguished in your presence because of your glory, that you can shine so people can turn and change their ways. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know your name. He's telling them again, I know your name. I got you. And in Numbers, it says, 12.3, um, it says, Now, the man Moses was very humble. He was gentle. He was kind, and he was devoid, devoid of self-righteousness. He was laying down himself, and he was wanting God's ways. Teach me your ways that I may continue with having favor with you. Teach me your ways. That's what he, he's saying. He wasn't self, you know, um, self-righteous where he was making his own plans and saying, God, now bless this. So then Moses said, show me your glory. And glory is the unspoken manifestation of God's presence when he just comes and shows up. It's his presence. It's his splendor. It's a magnificent appearance of his personality. It's his character. It's found in the fruit of the spirit. This is just some things. There's, there's more than this. But we want to be able to recognize what is the glory of God. When we say the glory showed up or we were asking for the glory to show up, what are we asking for? What, what should we be looking for? The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. These are things that is, is, is who God is. And this is what's going to show up. This is what's going to come. And, and um, fire. The fire of God. Um. Kristen sent me, uh, her name is Kathy Walters. I've never heard of her before. I'm playing her in the house. I was really, really enjoying message after message, just listening. I had a full clothes, so I'm folding laundry. I'm putting laundry away, and I'm just carrying the phone around, just listening to her, just really just absorbing every word she's saying. And I'm realizing I'm getting very hot, like really hot. And I'm the type of person that puts the seat warmers on in the car in the summertime. I layer. I have layers on tonight. <laughs> okay? I'm a lay I layer. <laughs> I run cold. So I'm 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 getting warm, I'm getting warmer in my house. I'm getting now I'm getting hot. All of, all of a sudden I'm like, I gotta go put some deodorant on. <laughs> well, I'm folding laundry. <laughs> my armpit my armpits don't sweat. <laughs> My armpits, I am like, whoa, I'm putting deodorant on. And I'm like, it's not working. And I'm feeling really even more hot where I said to God, I said, Lord, 
I can't take this. I, I am so hot. I can't take this. I felt like I was going to have to get in and I'm like, no. And, and so I'm listening to this. And, and as soon as I, I said to the Lord, because I'm stripping off my layers and stuff and putting the deodorant on, and I'm like, woo. And listening to her. She wasn't talking about the glory. She wasn't talking about fire or, or any of that. And all of a sudden she said, now, she said, the fire of God is here resting on people. And she said, um, so she said, expect, expect the heat. And I was like, I look at the phone. It's from five years ago, a YouTube video. <laughs> he doesn't care. I was, what was I doing? I was expecting, I was, I wasn't expecting fire actually. <laughs> I was just, but I was receiving what the spirit was doing and saying through her, hungry, and this is how he manifested in my in my house, and and so I'm go. I st I started thinking. I'm like, when she said that, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the fire of God is affect <laughs> affecting my armpits, <laughs> and I started laughing uncontrollably. Now I'm laughing, and this, this swooshing is going around and around in me of joy. That's the glory. That's his presence. That's a manifestation of who he is. His personality is full of joy. And I'm laughing about this. And um, in, this, in this laughter, this swooshing is coming around in me, and I'm feeling this confidence this confidence is arising of God, of who he is and what he's doing at my house, you know. I'm thinking, wow. And so this faith started just, just, I mean, just, it's like swooshing around in me as I am yielding to the laughter now. So, <laughs> so I thought, wow. Now this went on for just like a few minutes and then, it, you know, it was gone. But I'm, I was amazed. I'm like, wow, I feel awesome. <laughs> full of faith I was just like just wow so that's what God wants to do and he wants to do it just being open and making room for his presence making room for him and not shutting it down you know with you know with excuses that it can't be him but have faith and believe and as I believed it got more and so it's it's just wonderful so Fire is, is, is an expression of his glory, fresh oil, um, fragrance. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him every place, everywhere we go. Sweet smelling aroma of his knowledge. So this, this, um, this fresh oil, um, I've been experiencing, again, you know, I, my hands don't sweat. I don't ever have sweaty hands. All my life, never had sweaty hands. And what's been happening in, when I'm in prayer with God, I've been noticing my hands getting, feeling sweaty. And I was like, at first I thought they were sweaty. And I'm realizing this is oil. This is the oil of God. God is coming in oil. I was laying, laying out on the floor in his presence, and my feet have, I'm getting really personal. I'm sorry, maybe this is, is this too 
personal for anybody. <laughs> my feet. My feet. Now, sometimes my feet have gotten cold and clammy, but never hot and sweaty. So I'm laying out on the floor, and my feet started getting so hot and so sweaty. And again, I'm in his presence. I'm in his presence, and, and I'm taking my socks off. Like, what is going on? And I asked the Lord, I said, what, what, why are my feet hot? And they were hot, hot on the top. They're hot everywhere on the bottom. And I, that scripture came to me that um, beautiful are the feet that preach the gospel. They're beautiful. And he's making ready, as I'm making ready, to preach the gospel, to go forth anointed to, 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 with authority, with power, with his anointing. And these hands, these hands, he's anointing them with oil. And when that kid, you know, was having trouble with, with, with receiving from God, I laid hands on him. And I, I blessed him with, with, with God's love. And he received it. I'm telling you, that kid was lit. <laughs> and, and it wasn't me. It's the anointing. But it's making room for him in his presence and allowing him to do whatever he wants to do in, in me, through me, so that that can come out of me for, for whomever. It blesses me, but then I give it out, and then more can come. So, and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. His goodness is the fruit of the Spirit, goodness. And I will proclaim my name in your presence. God says, I'm going to proclaim my name in your presence. I love when God proclaims his name. And you just start shouting out, he's glorious. He's a strong tower. You know, you just start to just say, he's my healer. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He's my provider. He starts to proclaim his name. And this faith comes and this confidence comes of who he is. And that's what he wants to do. And that's what he was doing. He says, I'm gonna, my goodness is going to pass you by. And the goodness is the best things. The goodness is the, the bountiful things. The goodness is his joy, his gladness. The goodness is who he is. He says, I want to let it all pass you by. But as it passes by, I'm going to proclaim who I am. I'm going to proclaim my name over you. He wants to proclaim himself of who he is. He's whatever you need. Whoever, you know, that's what he is. And he, he wants you to know, know that with a confidence that he, he, he means what he says. And, and, and that's what the Lord told me. Um, I, I, was, I was, again, I'm in prayer. And, and this is what I heard the Lord say. Um, he, he means what he says. Every spoken word from scripture he means what he says. So if you got a word, you know, a scripture, and you say, wow, that's a really good word, and it's speaking to you, he's saying over you, I mean it. I mean what I say. If you've ever had a prophetic word, and you, it bore witness with your heart, and you thought, yes, yes, I received that, he's saying, I mean what I say over that. He means what he says. He, 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 he's saying this because he wants you to have this confidence he, he, he's not a liar. He, he means what he says. He's uh, for you. He's not against you. He's Abba Father. He's a good daddy. 
He's a very good daddy. I will have mercy. Mercy is, again, the glory. His mercy. And I felt like the Lord was show, talking to me about this today, about mercy. And he says, I'll have mercy to whom I, I'll show mercy to whom I, I um, I better read it. <laughs> I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion on. And I felt like he was um, saying this to me because I had seen this girl and I just, I just felt like she was really depressed um, at the grocery store. Um, she was a cashier. And I was trying to just like, Lord, what do you want to say? And I just felt like she was so heavy. And I, her, her personality did change just me talking with her. Um, I, I noticed that. And I left. And I was just in the car. And I was just praying about her. And I felt like the Lord was reminding me of this scripture. He shows mercy. He gives us mercy. He gives us this compassion so that we can give it out. And so because I've been studying this and I've been hearing about Moses saying, show me, you know, teach me your ways. I said, Lord, I want you to teach me your ways in this area to have compassion because compassion means it, 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 you're, you're moved to do something. Sympathy is like, oh, I feel really bad and you keep going. And I don't want to have sympathy. I want to have compassion like Jesus. Jesus moved with compassion and the miracles, signs and wonders came. But what happened is, you know, we can get intimidated. And I said, God, I need you to show me your ways. I need you to teach me. And I need to lay this down at the altar. I need to lay this down. I need to, we need to recognize things in our lives that are weaknesses or sin or whatever and say, God, I'm giving this to you and I need you to help me with this. Because I wanted to help her. I wanted to talk to her. And I was even asking God and I'm looking at her and she was scary looking, you know, and she, she was like really grumpy too. She did change a little bit, but I was like, ooh, <laughs> tell her anything. She might go, <laughs> so I, I was intimidated, I will say, but I don't want to be. And so I'm just, I'm just being real with you. And so I just, I'm in the car and I'm praying for her and I'm praying about this and I'm saying, Lord, I just, I just want to be full, so full with this compassion that I know what to do with it. I know how to give it out because she needs it. I know, I know that much, but how to do it, that she'll receive it in a way that she'll receive him. So he gives out his compassion. He gives out his mercy. This, this again, his glory. And, and then in, in verse 21, it says, Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on the rock. So again, he's providing him an invitation. There's a rock. It's by me. I want you to go over to the rock. I want you to stand there. And I want you to have expectation that I'll do what I'm telling you. And that's for us. God's given us an invitation. And we need to have that expectation that Moses had. Moses went to the rock because he was expecting God to show up. We need to go and make room for him, make a place for him where he can show up. Now, I want you to see this because the Lord, you know, he just taught me this and, and showed me this. Um, so God is making a place and calling his bride to meet him and to experience his glory. In verse 22, it says this. When my glory passes, 
I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand. I will protect you, and, and I'll pass by. So the cleft is a split, divided place. So he says, you show up on the rock, and when you do your part, and when we become consecrated to God, that means separated. God, I'm separating myself to you, holy. I give you all of me. Don't give God just a small portion of you. We need to give him all because he wants to give all back to us. And God is saying, you get into that place and make room for me. And I will come and listen to this. This is what he said. I, I'll take you from that place and I'm going to put you in a new place. He put him in a new place. He put him in the cleft of the rock, the divided place, a separated place, a new place. He put him there. And that's what God wants to do for us. That's good news. I got excited for that, man. I'm ready to do like a holy dance. <laughs> oh. So John 15, I see the Lord in this, um, saying this, okay? That the Father is the vine dresser and that he cuts anything that doesn't bear fruit of his kingdom. And he takes that that's not bearing fruit of his kingdom and he throws it into the fire to be burned. And, you know, there are things that we need to just give God permission and say, Lord, these are struggles. These are strongholds. These are, th these are hidden sins that nobody else knows. These are things um, that, you know, I'm having trouble with. Like I just told you one, intimidation, me. So I need to lay it down and say, Lord, cut that out of me. The vine dresser, I give you permission to take it and cut it out and burn it in the fire. But I have to lay down on the altar and say, here I am, Lord. Not deny it, not make excuses, but get real with God. Be consecrated to God. Be separated to God so that he can, he can, he can do it. Because i got to give him permission. So whatever it is, we lay it down and we ask him to burn it out. And he'll do it. That's some good news. That's some encouraging news. Now, when we do that, we're getting rid of our junk, and we're making, and now that that space and place, that sin, those bad habits, whatever it is, we get rid of them by giving God permission to help us. Because I know for for me personally, there are some things that it's like I try to do, do better. I try not to do that. I ask for forgiveness, and then it happens again. So what do you do? You just keep going, and you just say, Lord, purify me. Some more purification, not guilt, not shame. He is not the God of guilt and shame. He's saying, I know you by name, and you have favor with me. That is something. I want to tell you something. Guilt and shame is not of your father. It is of the, the devil. It is used from the enemy. It wants to silence your voice. He wants to take your calling, and that's how he does it. And so what you need to do is recognize it, recognize where it's coming from, and you lay it down on the altar. And stop beating yourself up 
and stop allowing the devil in there with those thoughts and say, no, 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 no. I'm righteous. I'm holy. And I ask you to forgive me. And I lay it down, Lord. And, 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 and I ask you to help me with this shame. Help me with this guilt. I lay it down. I want you to cut it out. I want you to get rid of it. I'm giving you the permission, and he'll help you. Anything, we'll lay it down, and we invite him to help us. He can do it. He's the greater one. I can't do it. You can't do it. He can do it. So in uh, Genesis 3, Adam and Eve, they sinned. And I want you to see what, what, what it says here. It says their eyes were open, and now they know they're naked. And now they're, they're, making, they're, they're, they're taking a sewing class. They're, they're, learning how, they're learning how to sew. And the word naked, it means um, not being hidden and not being protected from harm, not being clothed. So God, his glory, protects us. It hides us. It keeps us. It's the safe place. And in Exodus 34, 29, it says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant, was shining, because he had spoken with God. And that, that word radiant means to shine forth, to send out beams of light, to cause to shine, and to look favorable. That tells me you're pretty distinguished <laughs> if that's your look. And God wants us to look distinguished. And I was reading this, and I felt like God said this to me. And I was sharing this with Kristen. Um, and, and it was so cool because it was confirmed. So I said, I feel like the Lord is saying this, that his glory is to come to shine among us like originally with Adam and Eve that they were naked and they weren't ashamed because they were clothed with the light of God's glory. And Jesus has purchased us back for us to be reinstated to the original plan of God with the glory, clothed in his glory. And so I'm telling her this, and, I, and I'm saying, I feel like we're coming into a time where we're just going to like walk into like Walmart or somewhere and, and people are just going to come up to us because, let me tell you, um, I see some young people here, but th this younger generation, like my son, he, he was, you know, in school and in gym class, they were teaching, they're teaching this in the gym class to meditate and to empty your mind. Well, you empty your mind, you fill yourself up with demons. And, and so they're teaching them. At, you know, in school. Now, he didn't participate with that, but that's what they're teaching them. And, you know, he, he told me the story. He invited a, a girl in her 20s to come to church. And she goes, I go to church. I don't want to go to your church. <laughs> and then, then she said, and besides, um, what did she say? Um, I'm into witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. And I said to, to Jordan, I said, what is witchcraft to her? What, what, what does she mean by that? Do you know? And he said, she casts spells. She's seen something. She goes, she's like, I go to church. She goes to church. But she also dabbles with witchcraft because she, we are designed, we're spirit beings, and our nature is designed to, to walk and, and, and be in the supernatural, to live in the supernatural. 
And so we're, this generation here is dabbling in the supernatural in the negative. And they're, they're seeing the supernatural and they're drawn to it. They're drawn to the games. They're drawn to this because they're, they're seeing something. There's power in that. And we were, we were created, we are created for the supernatural. And, and um, so I felt like the Lord's, you know, here, they're open to this. They, they've seen this, they know. And I feel like we're going to have people come who have witnessed this, and there are more and more of them. They're going to say, oh, excuse me, but I know this, but what you have, I don't know. And it's far greater. I can tell it's bigger. I can tell it's Tell me about your glory. Tell me about what, what's going on. They're going to come. And so I'm sharing this with her. And she goes, oh, she always has a story. It's like, really? I'm like, yes. No, I love it. So she's, she says, oh, well, that's already happening because I'm at the coffee shop with my girlfriend. And we're having coffee and we're praying. And so they're praying together at the coffee shop at, the, at a table. And this lady comes over and says to her, excuse me, but I just need to know, why is there fire on your head? Why is there fire on your head? You know, the, the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, they're waiting upon the Lord. They're getting filled with the Holy Ghost, and these tongues of fire come on their head. And it happened to her, but she didn't know, just like Moses. Moses didn't even know that he's... He's radiant. He's shining. He, it's coming forth out of him. They're looking. They're going, what? You're full of the glory. She had glory on her coming out as a sign. And, and I really do. It was confirmation. I believe that this is, this is it. The glory's coming. And it's going to be so easy to witness. So she witnessed to the lady about the Holy Spirit. How cool is that in the coffee shop? They're coming to us. <laughs> so when... Um, so in Hebrews um, 12, uh, 14, it says, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. I believe it's like those um, bridesmaids that were very carefree about their Christianity, we'll just call it, and very carefree about not having the oil. Um, and, and they missed the visitation. They missed it. Holy Spirit's here, giving his glory every week in this place. And we don't want to miss it. We want to recognize it. And I feel like, do we know a little bit more now about what we should be expecting and how to cultivate it, how to respect it? How to, if, if somebody says, hey, like, you know, if a pastor gets up and says, his peace is here, then start expecting. If you don't feel it, if you don't notice it, start just drawing on it. Then I expect it. Close your eyes. I'll receive. Here I am. I open the door to my heart, Lord. Come on in. You got peace today? Come on in. I could use a little bit more. And that's how we got to be. Oh, you got some joy, Lord? <laughs> Come on in. I could use some of that. Whatever he's doing, just he, he, you have favor with God, and he knows your name, and he's pouring it out to whosoever that will say yes and believe. So cultivating peace um, and, and a holy life is, is a way to keep the glory. So you can leave here with the glory. It doesn't have to, okay, well, I'm at church. I leave the glory here, and then I, I go home for the week, and then I come back, and no, it doesn't work that way. He wants to rest. He's looking for a resting place on you. 
and, and, and we cultivate it, we, we steward it, we keep it by living holy, by, by having a, a heart of repentance and purif purifying us, asking God, giving him permission to keep us pure, keep us holy. Um, so you have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to the, to the sprinkle Sprinkled blood, we, I love this. You ready? Should I wait a minute? Should I pause so get you all ready? <laughs> Which speaks of forgiveness. It's his blood. Speaks and cries out, forgiveness, forgiveness. The blood of Jesus is at the mercy seat, crying out forgiveness for you, for me, for people. Instead of crying out of vengeance like the blood of Abel. So be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly manager, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke to Moses from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the heaven, shook, ugh, shook the earth. But now... He makes another promise. Once again, he says this, and God is doing this. This is what God is doing now. I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. And this means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and pleased. God is but um, thankful and pleased, and please God, sorry, by worshiping him with holy fear and awe, for God is a consuming fire. He's shaking. He's shaking us. He's shaking whatever's not holy, whatever's not kingdom of God, he's shaking it. He wants it out of you. It's not going to stand. It, it, so it, it's good for us to say, take it. <laughs> Take it, Lord, so that whatever is God is going to stand and stand strong. I want to be standing, and I want to be standing strong in him and in his glory. He says he's the con consuming fire. He wants us to take that which is not of him and give it to him. Let, it, let him burn it out of us. It doesn't belong to us. Make room for him so that space can be filled with him. I'm almost finished. Um, Isaiah 61, it says, I will greatly rejoice in Jehovah. My soul shall rejoice in my God. Joy is his glory. And he wants our souls, our mind, our will, our emotions full of his joy to rejoice. And it says, and he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. I believe the things that I just spoke to you about and more, he, 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 there's garments to be clothed in. We need to see ourselves wearing these things. He says to put off the old man, put off lying, put off wickedness, not to have this stuff on us. Take off, get off the old man, the old nature, and be renewed in your spirit and in your mind. Know that God is clothing you with something far greater than this world. And that's what we're, we're designed for. 
So he says that we're, we're, um, he's clothed us with robes of righteousness as a bridegroom. And she wears her beautiful headdress like a priest and as a bride that adorns herself with jewels. Last verse, Psalms 45. It says, and you love justice and you hate evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. That oil, that anointing, it's, he, he wants to pour it out on you so that you can give it to somebody. You, you, you have something to give this world. Now, I heard the Lord say this to me. I heard him say, there's a generation that is enlisting in his army. Woo! <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a generation that's enlisting in his army. And then he said, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. There's a generation that's coming. And they're coming because he's filling us with the glory of God to present himself to them. And that we need to be ready. We need to let him fill us. We need to lay our sins and things down on the altar. Let him burn it up. Let him be the vine dresser with the, I picture like this big old machete. Come on, <laughs> just cut it out of me. Put it in the fire. I saw, I saw kids, I saw youth, I saw young adults being consumed by the holy fire. He was making them his resting place. God wants to make you his resting place. Just rest on you and do what he wants to do. That's what you were born for. That's what you were designed for. But I see it. He's, do, he's, he's doing it. He says they're coming. They're enlisting in his army to be soldiers for him, to be used for his glory. Born and created to know the truth of the love of the Father, his glory. It is an, ex an expression of his love, and, it, it, and it's being poured out on all his creation. And it is, and it, it, and it will transform us and make us into his likeness and in his image. This is what the Lord downloaded and spoke to me, to be in his likeness and in his image from the beginning. And he said, there'll be no one left behind. There'll be no one left behind. We can believe for those that have hard hearts, that you maybe a friend, maybe, maybe family members, maybe people you work with. You think, how can I reach them? We ask the Lord. Show me your ways. Teach me your ways that I may reach them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is here and in this place. If you would just, I believe you have. Just keep your heart open, wide open, your door, the door to your heart just open. Just let the Lord come on in and invite him. We just invite you, Holy Spirit. We just invite you. You are the king of glory. We reverence you right now. We worship you. We worship you. I, I, I felt like.